these rather than upon your swords to check their progress whenever you find broad paths of firm ground across the swamps cut down trees and bushes to form stout barriers make friends with the fenmen be liberal with them with gifts do not attempt to plant parties near them for this would disturb their wild fowl and lead to jealousy and quarrels however well you may learn the swamps they know them better and were they hostile might lead the romans into our midst in some parts you may not find dry land on which to build huts in that case choose spots where the trees are stout lash saplings between these and build your huts upon them so as to be three or four feet above the wet soil some of my people who know the swamps by the eastern rivers tell me that this is the best way to avoid the fen fever having seen that everything was arranged beric and his party returned to their camp for some time the reports from the upper river stated that the romans were doing little beyond sending out strong parties to cut timber then came the news that a whole legion had arrived and that small forts containing some two hundred men each were being erected three or four miles apart on both sides of the fen that shows that all resistance must have ceased elsewhere aska said or they would never be able to spare so great a force as a legion and a half against us i suppose that these forts are being built to prevent our obtaining cattle and that they hope to starve us out they will hardly succeed in that for the rivers in the channels swarm with fish and now the winter is coming on they will abound with wildfowl i'm afraid of the winter beric said for then they will be able to traverse the swamps where now they would sink over their heads unless the frosts are very severe beric the ground will not harden much for every foot is covered with trees and bushes as to grain we can do without it but we shall be able to fetch some at least down from the north indeed it would need ten legions to form a line along both sides of the fen country right down to the seas and to pen us in completely by this time the iceni had become familiar with the channels through the swamps for long distances from their fastness and had even established a trade with the people lying to the northwest of the fen country they learnt that the romans boasted that had well nigh annihilated the trinobantes and iceni but that towards the other tribes that had been taken in the great rising they had shown more leniency though some of their principal towns had been destroyed and the inhabitants put to the sword a month later a fleet of boats laden with roman soldiers started from huntingdon and proceeded down the ouse dead silence reigned round them and although they proceeded nearly to the sea they saw no signs of a foe and so turning they rode back to huntingdon but in their absence the iceni had not been idle the spies from the swamps had discovered when the expedition was preparing to start had found too that a strong body of troops was to march along the edges of the swamps in order to cut off the iceni should they endeavor to make their escape the alarm had been sounded from post to post and in accordance with the orders of beric the whole of the firemen at once began to move south some in boats some in their little coracles 
which were able to thread their way through the network of channels. The night after the Romans started, the whole of the fighting force of the Britons was gathered in the southern swamps, and two hours before daybreak issued out. Some five hundred led by Aska, followed by the western bank of the river towards Huntingdon, which had for the time being converted into a Roman city, inhabited by the artisans who had constructed the boats and the settlers who supplied the army. It had been garrisoned by 500 legionaries, of whom 300 had gone away in the boats. The main body advanced against the Roman camp on the opposite bank, in which, as their spies had learned, 300 men had been left as a garrison. By Beric's orders, a great number of ladders had been constructed, as upon the previous occasion, the camp was surrounded before they advanced against it, and when the first shout of a sentry showed that they were discovered, Beric's horn gave the signal, and with a mighty shout, the Britons rushed on from all sides. Dashing down the ditch and climbing the steep bank behind it, the Iceni planted their ladders against the palisade and swarming over it poured into the camp before the romans had time to gather to oppose them beric had led his own band of two hundred trained men against the point where the wall of the camp touched the river and as soon as they were over formed them up and led them in a compact body against the romans in spite of the suddenness of the attack the discipline of the legionaries was unshaken and as soon as their officers found that the walls were already lost, they formed their men in a solid body to resist the attack. Before Beric with his band reached the spot, the Romans were already engaged in a fierce struggle with the Britons, who poured volleys of darts and arrows among them, and desperately strove, sword in hand, to break their solid formation. This they were unable to do until Beric's band, six deep, with their hedge of spears before them, came up, and with a loud shout, threw themselves upon the Romans. The weight and the impotence of the charge was irresistible. The Roman cohort was broken, and a deadly hand-to-hand -hand struggle commenced. But here the numbers and the greatly superior height and strength of the Britons was decisive, and before many minutes had passed, the last Roman had been cut down, and the scene of the battle being lighted up by the flames of Huntington. A shout of triumph from the Britons announced that all resistance had ceased. Beric at once blew his horn, and, as had been previously arranged, 400 of the island men immediately started under Bodawick to oppose the garrison at the nearest fort, should they meet these hastening to the assistance of their comrades. Then a systematic search for plunder commenced one of the storehouses was emptied of its contents and fired and by its light the arms and armor of the roman soldiers were collected the huts and tents rifled of everything of value the storehouses emptied of their stores of grain and provision and of the tools that had been used for building of boats everything that could be of use to the defenders was taken and a fire was then applied to the buildings and tents Morning broke before this was accomplished, and laden down with the spoil, the Iceni returned to their swamps, Budoic and Aska's parties rejoining them there. The former had met the Romans hurrying from the nearest fort, 
to aid the garrison of the camp. Beric's orders had been that Boduoc was, if possible, to avoid a fight, as in the open the discipline of the Romans would probably prevail over British valour. The Iceni therefore set up a great shouting in front and in the rear of the Romans, shooting their missiles among them and being unable in the dark to perceive the number of their assailants, and fearful that they had fallen into an ambush, the Romans fell back to their fort. Aska's party had also returned laden with plunder, and as soon as the whole were united, a division of this was made. The provisions, clothing and arms, were divided equally among the men, while the stores of rope, metal, canvas, and other articles that would be useful to the community were set aside to be taken to the island. Thither also the shields, armor, and helmets of the Roman soldiers were to be conveyed, to be broken up and melted into spears and arrowheads. As the Roman boats returned two days later from their useless passage down the river, they were astonished and enraged by outbursts of mocking laughter from the tangle of bushes fringing the river. Not a foe was to be seen, but for miles these sounds of derisive laughter assailed them from both sides of the stream. The veterans ground their teeth with rage and would have rowed towards the banks had not their officers, believing that it was the intention of the Britons to induce them to land and then to lead them into an ambush, ordered them to keep on their way. On passing beyond the region of the swamp, a cry of dismay burst from the crowded boats as it was perceived that the town of Huntingdon had entirely disappeared and they neared the camp, however, the sight of numerous sentries on the wall relieved them of part of their anxiety. But upon landing, they learnt the whole truth, that the 500 Roman soldiers in the camp and at Huntingdon had fallen to a man 